welcome back to Relationships at Work, the leadership guide to creating a workplace we love. I'm Russell Lolliker, I'm your host, and I'm also a communications and leadership nerd with a couple of decades of experience and a heap load of curiosity on how we can lead and work together to improve the employee experience. This show is a great resource to help us with that. Every week on the show, I talk with local or global leaders on topics that are here to help us improve the workplace. We've dug into topics that really matter, like culture renovation, plain language, diversity, communication, negativity, activism, burnout, mental health, so many topics. If you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes, we're at about 100 now, uh, I really encourage you to do so. These are timeless, always useful episodes to go back and uh, use as a resource, really. And now as an added bonus as a resource are these additional mini episodes that I pulled from the pages of our weekly raw note, which you can still subscribe to. They're just quick, under 10-minute, valuable bits of information on top of our regular show. So the raw note I'm passing on to you this week is Locked and Loaded, the weaponizing of language. What words do you hear over and over and over in the workplace? Don't worry, I gotcha. Innovation, engagement, leadership. We use so many words in the workplace that we never define or use so often that their meaning can be meaningless. What I want to highlight today, though, is another thing those words can be. Manipulative. It's important to take note of how we use these words in order to avoid weaponizing them. We may be doing it and not even realize we're doing it. But what does it mean to weaponize language? We have to explain this before we go any further. Looking at some of the resources, uh, one from Indiana University, it's about using language to promote division and conflict, using it to inflict harm, to normalize bad behaviors, to normalize inequity and injustice. Normalize is a key word here because that's how I've seen it or experienced it throughout my career of weaponizing language. It was around using it to normalize behaviors that were not the best for workplace culture, but certainly were of benefit to those in power in the organization. Uh, this is something I've experienced. It's something I know many others have experienced and told me about. So that's what we mean when we say weaponizing language is using it to normalize behavior that isn't good for the organization. Now let's think about it from the perspective of these words, resiliency, professionalism, and the one I mentioned earlier, leadership. These are words frequently used that can also be misconstrued, intentionally or unintentionally. Let's look at them individually. Resiliency. When we say resiliency, do we mean embracing change, weathering emergencies and or continuous learning? Because that would be great. Or could that word also be used to describe employees or a culture that won't quit due to crappy leadership? Or should put up with bad processes because we've always done it like this. Or maybe it's about being comfortable with having boundaries disrespected. Or willing to burn out for unrealistic expectations. You're resilient, right? How about professionalism? Now, let's look at the positive way it could be used. Does it mean conducting oneself with responsibility, integrity, accountability, and excellence? Which I'm sure we can all get behind and absolutely want it to mean that. Or is professionalism being used as a word to perpetuate stereotypes 
and to support an old guard way of thinking, limiting others from expressing themselves or having a feeling of belonging because they don't look or act like the executive at the top or how their grandparents would. In that way, professionalism is actually working against things like diversity, inclusivity, and equity. Now let's get to leadership. Again, could this mean setting the tone for corporate culture? Or the ability to influence and guide followers or members of an organization? Or is it achieving a goal fixing a problem regardless of the impacts to the humans of the culture of the organization? I delivered a thing. Because that's what leadership is in some organizations, regardless of how you got to that goal. Now, of all those three words, they could be either, they can be both, depending on which culture or team you're on. But the latter were all weaponized words, as opposed to the former, which is what much more about supporting, encouraging, and setting a standard for a culture. So instead of weaponizing language, even if we do it unintentionally, which I'm sure is most often the case, we could do things like definitions. You'll hear me say it a lot on this podcast. We need to define words so that we're speaking from the same song sheet of understanding. So define those words that I've mentioned and the words that we often use in organizations and share those meanings regularly and liberally. Awareness is also key. Understand what a word means to us might mean something different to others because it hasn't been, as I said, defined. Check-ins are also a really good way of making sure we're all talking about the same thing. Just review it with your staff. Maybe call them, I don't know, cultural check-ins on how these words could be understood and do it maybe every six to eight months just to make sure they still mean what they're supposed to mean and what you had agreed upon, almost like a charter for these common words. And if the words don't mean the same as they did months before, well, that's a great conversation to have. By the way, spoiler on this, you kind of have to have psychological safety to have those conversations in a meaningful way. At the end of the day, words matter. And how those words are used matters even more. When leaders use language like this in a weaponized way, it really is a red flag, a canary in a coal mine of an inconsiderate or a cracked culture that needs work, that really needs to look at itself and go, are we representing ourselves in the best way for our employees? Even if we don't mean to. Because ignorance of how these words are used or weaponized still means it's a problem, even if we don't believe it is. Words matter, and we can do better. That's it. That's all. That's another Raw Note episode of Relationships at Work, the Leadership Guide to Creating a Workplace We Love. I'm Russell Lolliker. Thanks so much again for joining me. These little quick and snappy episodes are really fun to do, really sort of digging into a topic and then uh, letting it sink in, letting it sort of marinate for a little bit. Uh, if you really like this episode, please share with others. Just let somebody know in a conversation or an email, or maybe you do your own newsletter and uh, share it there. It always helps the episodes grow and get to new eyes and ears. Thanks so much for your time. Mm-hmm.